listening to the Spice Larder podcast, a monthly conversation featuring artisan producers, chefs, bakers, historians, spice experts, and more. I'm your host, Julia Roberts, and in series two, I will be inviting guests from Market Drayton and the surrounding areas to join me to discuss everything from local produce and seasonality to the town itself and the culinary and social history. You can subscribe to our podcast via various media channels or via platforms such as Spotify, Google or Apple Podcasts. To sign up to receive our regular updates and alerts, go to the website gingerandspicefest.co.uk. In part two of our special festival podcast episode, we hear from some amazing award-winning street market traders who took part on the day, including hearing about the secrets to making a spiced rum cake to a traditional family recipe. We also hear from the head of Longlands Primary School, Dan Nutt of the Leak United Building Society, sponsors of our Heritage Trail, Jane from Sweet Warriors and the Rotary Group who helped us out at this year's festival. So sit back and enjoy our festival episode special, part two. Hello, my name is Lucia. I'm a, a co-founder of Sacco Superfoods. Uh, what we do, we simply work directly with the producers in the Ivory Coast, uh, ethically source the natural ingredients, uh, and then uh, bring it here. We sell it online, uh, at festivals. Uh, we also have uh, a health food shop uh, in Salford as well. So I'm looking at your stall and it looks beautiful and it looks exciting. What are the things that you are selling? Thank you very much. Yes, so we have a quite a wide range. We have some dried mango from the Ivory Coast. We have the ginger flakes for which we won the three-star greatest award 2020. So we are very proud of it. We also have some hibiscus flour, some bawa powder, moringa powder, cocoa tea, raw cocoa powder, and then the list goes on. How important is it to be at Ginger and Spice Festival today? Well, it's uh, first of all, we love ginger. So as ginger lover, <laughs> I think <laughs> we, we couldn't miss it for the world. And by the way, this is our fourth year here joining the Ginger and Spice Festival. So it has become a, a yearly appointment for us. <laughs> to tell me why you love ginger so much. <laughs> well... You know what? Ginger is one of those things that you either love or hate. And then I couldn't even explain you why. All I know is that when I have my ginger tea, (laughs) I feel warm, I feel cuddled, I feel happy. (laughs) And you're in the home of gingerbread as well, Market Drayton. How, you know, does it feel like a little bit like you've come home a little bit maybe? Yes. You know what? Uh, uh, As I said before, ginger, not everybody likes ginger. When you find yourself, though, in a place where so many other people uh, like ginger the way you do, you just feel like almost like being home. (laughs) What reaction are you getting from people as they're walking past? You know what? uh, People are very much welcoming. They love our ginger because they see that it's a unique ginger. Our ginger is basically a a different variety. Uh, Coming from the Ivory Coast, it tends to be smaller and more concentrated. So people tend to notice the difference and they appreciate it even more. So yes, we do feel welcome. It's British Food Fortnight as well at the moment. How important is it that we celebrate food and produce and, and where it comes from as well? I think it's really, really important, especially nowadays where with convenience, uh, you know, we 
tends to forget where our food comes from. You know, you go to the supermarkets, to the shop, you just get the packaged food. But it's really important to just show people, you know, educate people about, okay, where the food comes from, the work behind the producers that, you know, that the people like us work with. And yes, it's all an educational process for everybody. Thank you so much for talking to us today. Thank Pleasure. you. Pleasure. Pleasure. I am Zilla Cope and I'm the head teacher at Longlands Primary School in Market Drayton. How many of your pupils are here today? There's over 30 pupils here today. And I've been listening to some brilliant singing, some wonderful uh, singing from the, from the youngsters. Tell me a little bit about why you guys are involved in, in the Ginger and Spice Festival. Well, we've been involved with the festival for a couple of years now, and it's really important to us as a school that we um, make great links with our community. So this is one uh, really excellent way to do it. But also, we um, are a, sort of an eco-school. We've got our own social farm and garden, and it's really important that children know where the produce comes from before it gets to the shop so the ginger and spice festival is another addition to that really sounds fantastic tell me a bit more about about being an eco school and having the farm we decided uh, a few years ago that we wanted our children to have a very broad curriculum and um, they were a lot of children are interested in ecology and growing things and we we noticed that a lot of our children didn't know where food actually came from they thought it came from a supermarket so we started growing food uh, with the children and we talk about from um, farm to fork uh, but the, the other thing is introducing the animals uh, so they understand sort of the life cycle of uh, where chickens and eggs come from we've got our goats as well and um, it's a sort of mental health and well-being approach that we're taking with school and we're finding that during um, covid and lockdown we had a lot of outdoor um, education with the children in the farm and it helps with their um, mental health and well-being and the staff as well and to have that understanding of the life cycle of where your food comes from at such a young age, that's really important, isn't it, as you're growing up? Yeah, it is really important and our children are quite eloquent at telling you about um, the life cycle of a chicken and how everything comes around again. Uh, but one of the greatest uh, things that we've done over the last year is we've redesigned our school logo because we wanted the children to become involved in that. So they, um, we held a competition and we came up with or they came up with a bee, a honey bee, because that is sort of symptomatic or emblematic of um, what we need to stay alive now because the bees are so important in our environment. So we've got a little logo, his name is Buzz. We've rebranded our uniform, the children absolutely love it. And we're talking about um, teaming up with Shrewsbury um, Private School to do some beekeeping and to talk about um, the sort of cycle of a bee and cycle of honey making and things like that. So, Gosh, what maturity from such a young... I, I think sometimes we forget how mature and how capable children of a primary school age can be, don't we? Yeah, yeah, ex absolutely. And I think it's important that we give those children those opportunities, not just the reading, writing and maths, but we find out lots of interests and talents when we offer them these alternative um, curriculums well. So that's something that we're looking to do in the next year. I know I've got plans to work in building an actual hive in school and things like that. So 
that should be good. And tell me about some of the song choices that we've been hearing today, because I, I, my thoughts were when I started hearing them was like, this didn't happen in the 80s, it was a hymn if you were lucky, or maybe a Beatles cover if you were really lucky. Well, we actually asked the children what they wanted to sing, which I think is important, and that's why you get such uh, motivation and such enthusiasm and such gusto. And if you've noticed, we've got like a mix of uh, gender in the choir, and I think to, to get that, you know, you have to listen to the children and what they want to sing, really. I was very surprised, pleasantly surprised to hear Titanium as just opening. And that is a really difficult song to sing. Because it's very high octave. And um, we do train the children with voice control as well and, and their breathing. So that, that's testimony to the fact that that's working because there's some very high notes in that song and they were in tune as well. So They were absolutely cracking. Thank you so much for talking to me. Thank you. Thank you. So my name's Dan Nutt, I'm the branch manager at Market Drayton, uh, Lake United Building Society. We're the main sponsor, so we sponsor the um, Spice Trail. We've done it for a number of years, it's been really successful and it's a great chance for us to obviously engage with the local community. How important is it that you're part of the town? Massive, like at Market Drayton, like I'm not a local person myself, but um, I was the branch manager here for two years um, and the community and the spirit is absolutely amazing, so it's just great to come out and celebrate with the local people. And what's it like seeing the town busy again? Oh, amazing. Like We've just said like it's busier than 2019, which is really nice to see some normality coming back, um, see some familiar faces and just get out and about, like, way better. Have you had a chance to have any, uh, any, any, see any of the stalls or anything yet? Not yet. I'm literally just on the verge to go and do it. I'm just waiting for my two little girls to come and uh, I'm going to go take them round and have a look, yeah. So you're going to do the Heritage Trail? I might take them round, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'll be able to win, though. I think I'll be excluded from the prize. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure you can get. I'm sure you can get your girls a little <laughs> treat to sort of pretend they won. Yeah, of course, definitely. We'll get them in somewhere. So, obviously, I've seen in your window you've got one of the the, um, the gingerbread people that we've we've dressed up as heroes and villains this yeah, year. Yeah. Who's yours? So I was as gangster granny. So uh, the the team are responsible for that's got nothing to do with me. <laughs> I told them to ship on me as a villain, but they went with gangster granny. So. <laughs> And there's a lot of effort gone into it, I can tell. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We've got the wig and the bag and the, the coins, like she's stolen some stuff from the bank. So I think yeah, it's been voted as a couple of the, the favourites from the um, people taking part in the trail anyway. And um, have you had a look at any of those on the trail so far? I've seen a few, but obviously I'll have a little better look when I go around, but um, see what the competition's like. We always like to you know, see the local competition, what other people are doing. So Jane, you're on the trail today. Well, as a local business owner myself, it's quite nice to go and see all the other local businesses and visit them and, and wave through the window <laughs> and look at the competition, clearly. Obviously. <laughs> Have you had any favourite uh, gingerbread decorated men yet? Apart from my own. Apart from your own? Oh, OK. Uh, the record man. I love him. He's really cool. Describe. Um, he's made a gingerbread man out of his own records, so it kind of incorporates what he does into it, and I think it's really nice. And tell us about uh, your business then and, the, and your gingerbread person that you've decorated. <laughs> Mine is Sweet Warriors, the sweet shop, and I have made a soldier called Ranger Clive. Um, mainly because my husband's um, a soldier um, in Clive Barracks, so we went with Clive and then Clive of India because he's got um, history from Market Drayton and it's a ginger and spice festival. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm loving the thought process. A lot of thoughts got into that. We have. We've tried hard. My husband wasn't too impressed with gingerbread man dresses himself, but it's fine. I, I think it's a great honour to be a gingerbread man. I did cut up his trousers. Yeah, okay, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sophia. Sophia. David. David. So you're on the gingerbread heritage trail. Have you found any gingerbread men? Yeah. yeah. Who have you found so far? I found one down there and up there and the other one. Oh, you found lots of them. We found, found three. 
hundred. A hundred? Yeah. No, we just found three. Just found three. Are you imagining gingerbread men? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was just kidding. Yeah, that's allowed. We can have fun. That's what today's about, isn't it? About having fun. Have you been having fun? Yeah. Yeah. Dave, what's, the be- what's been the best bit so far? Uh, you can let all the gingerbread men is. My name is Paulette Griffiths and I am one half of Harrison and Griffiths. Well, what we do, we do traditional um, Caribbean cakes. So we do like Jamaican rum cakes, Caribbean fruit cakes, chili chocolate, ginger, and pineapple. And all the recipes that we use are from family recipes that we've adapted. Um, generally, for example, the ginger cake that we did, it was a grandmother's recipe, and it was really, it was powerful, really strong, really fiery. So when I actually introduced it to the general public it was just it just blew the head off so that's what it was that's what I mean when I say adapted it just to everybody's palate and it's been going really well um, the rum cakes that we do is Colin's mother's recipe now in Jamaica they have a rum cake and it's called a black cake and it's really dark and it's really heavy but really moist packed with fruit it's soaked in rum um, but it is quite heavy so what Colin proceeded to do was to adapt it so it was light, it was moist, and then when you had one slice, you wanted to have another slice and another slice. So he got to that point, but then he wanted to, with the rum cake, people were saying, well, it was too strong. So he halved the amount of rum that he put in, and then they said, well, it's not strong enough. So then he put a little bit more in. So that's how we came about to have the three strengths of rum cakes. So we do the quarter strength, and we do the half strength, which is twice as strong, and we do a full strength, which is four times stronger. So, and that's quite intriguing because people say, oh, a, a rum cake with three different strengths, how does that work? Yeah, so. And it makes sense, doesn't it? Because everyone's tastes are exactly, different. Exactly, exactly. So that's covering all bases. Um, and it's, especially here today, the, the people say, well, rum cake, yeah. So they're all up for the rum cake. But then when you tell them that it's in three strengths, and it's really nice because you get those that they like the rum and then there's those, oh, I've never tried rum cake before. Would I really like it? So then, yes, they try the quarter strength. Then we have those that really love the rum. They probably love the dark um, spice rum that you get from Jamaica. But we use a white rum and it's a Ray and Nephew white rum. So the taste is really distinct and it's a 63% proof white rum. And a lot of people, yes, and they've said, well, we've never tried that before. So especially if you're a, rum, a, a rummy, like you like your rums, you like your spices, that's for you. And then we have the full strength. Now, the full strength, we do recommend not to eat and drive. You have to treat this one with a bit of respect because... <laughs> It, it is definitely, but if you like your rum, then that's fine. It, that is that is the one for you, yeah. And I love that it's family recipes that you're yes. using because that is just so much more, it means something that's personal and it's special. Yes, exactly, exactly. And when every time I'm, I'm making my ginger cake, I always remember my grandma, you know, my grandmother, and she, was, she always used to say, Paulette, you have to make sure you put a little bit of rum and you have to put a little bit more of the ginger. And she never weighed anything. So we had to learn by eye. They, they didn't use scales. Honestly, you come, you become a human scale, and you just you just know because you put a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and you have to make sure that it's and everything's by um, not timing by how it looks and how it feels, and and that's how I, that's how I learnt to bake. So to go from obviously baking food at home, you don't oh just throw that in, chuck this in, 
when you actually it has to be consistent and has to be right all the time to go to actually weighing everything out was a bit alien to me but when I'm making for myself it's just nice just to go in the bakery and just do it how my grandmother did it just throw everything in and yeah 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 and it brings back nice feelings and as well when you hear people come and they go oh that's my granddad's recipe or my granddad's favorite or that's my grandmother's favorite and they'll buy it just just because it brings back that memory and we just love what we do and food does that a lot, doesn't it? Brings back yes. memories, takes you to somewhere, you know, in the past. Or, or, or yeah. yes, it, and it, it, exactly that. I mean, we have a lot of the customers that come and say, oh, "I can remember my grandmother always made that." We went went round for Sunday dinner, and she'd always have the ginger cake on, or she'd always have a parking on, or she'd always have Yorkshire puddings and the roast beef. It's not always about cake. It could be about anything, you know. It could be about the way that she made a, a apple sauce for, for 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 Sunday dinner every Sunday, or we used to go out and pick and pick and we come back and it's just anything, just anything to do with food that brings back memories. Sitting around the table with your family, and that's what it means to us. That's what food means to us. We're feeders, Jamaica. We're feeders. Yeah. <laughs> I need to go to Jamaica. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if you if um like I say for bacon, you'd always have um uh, fruit soaking in the rum and the wine with the spices because um, my mum's from Jamaica so my dad was Trinidadian so the Trinidadian cakes is more um, a sponge based in like a rum syrup so he was always beating the butter and the sugar until it was nice and light and fluffy and then having the more like a rum bar bar that's how I would explain it so that's the difference between a Trinidadian generally and, and a Jamaican rum cake yeah have you managed to combine the two then yes yes so that's what you've got here so with our fruit cakes and our rum cakes, it is, it's, it's light and it's moist like the Trinidadian rum cakes. And so that's, that's a really good way to put it. We've combined the two and we do find that people, they're just blown away. They're blown away by it. Yeah. Thank, thank you so you. much for talking thank to Thank you. Us. You're welcome. I'm Alan Hudson and I'm Secretary of Rotary in Market Drayton. Uh, we're trying to get Rotary going again in Market Drayton because um, the Market Drayton Rotary Club um, folded about four years ago. So we've got a, a very keen bunch of people who are now up and running. Today we've been helping Ginger and Spice by doing some stewarding for them. Um, and we have our own stand. We had uh, three reasons for operating the stand really. Just to get the name of Rotary and Market Drayton out to people to show them that we're here and, and um, come and join us. We've done a little tombola for fundraising. So all the prizes have gone. It's been absolutely brilliant today special tombola for the kids and one for adults as well um, and we're also this year uh, taking over the tree of lights this is um, a remembrance thing that um, the lights get switched on at the same time as the market drayton lights uh, and people can pay um, five pounds for a light on the tree at morrison's in remembrance of someone they've lost um, so we've been They've been talking to people all day. We've been really pleased with the, the response. It's been great. So. Tell me a little bit about what... I think everyone sees Rotary around all the time and they just go, oh, it's, just one of the, it's the Rotary Club. It's yeah. the Rotary. What do you actually do? So, um, here, our main aim is to help the community. So, we don't have weekly dinner meetings or anything like that. We meet once a month to talk about what we're doing, talk about what the next project might be. We're currently meeting in the town hall, um, so there's no food and drink involved until after the meeting for those who want it. <laughs> um, so, and, he, and people come to us with 
projects that they'd like us to take on and we'll happily help. So far we've been helping the food bank, we've helped Shropshire Wildlife Trust with uh, an isolation project they've got, the Feed the Birds, um, and we're looking, the Tree of Light's our third project, so we're, we're always looking for stuff. What do you get from being a member? Personally, Rotary changed my life when I was in my early 30s. Um, Rotary have a, a thing for young professional people called Group Study Exchange and I was given the chance to go to the West Indies for five weeks to study agricultural techniques on five different islands, all paid for by Rotary. That completely changed my life. I'm just giving them something back now. I've been in Rotary for 20 years, really enjoyed it. I've done most of the jobs that are going. And what I'm hoping for now is to pass some of my knowledge on to the younger ones um, so that they can have the same opportunities that I did. Do you think there's a little misconception that it's just for retired people? Might be. Um, Grey-haired old men. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, but it is a misconception because we have at the moment 17 members. Ten of those members are women. Um, five of those members are, are under the age of 55 so we haven't got anyone under 40 there's we're looking for our very first one <laughs> that's not me I'm 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 over 40 oh dear <laughs> I don't look there's it. no age limit there's no um, sexual bias doesn't matter what religion you are doesn't matter what color you are if you want to do something to help your community in Market Drayton we want you to work with us that's it for this year's festival podcast episode thanks to everyone who took part in this special edition and a particular thanks to Charlotte Foster for stepping in to interview on the day. If you want to get involved in next year's Ginger and Spice Festival, do drop us an email at gingerandspicefest at gmail.com. And if you've loved what you've heard, you'll be pleased to hear that we'll be bringing you another episode in December of the Spice Larder podcast. You've been listening to the Spice Larder, a podcast brought to you by the Ginger and Spice Festival. Thank you to everyone who took part in and helped produce this podcast. And if you don't know who we are, go to the About Us page via the website gingerandspicefest.co.uk. And so you don't miss a show, subscribe to our podcast today. And if you like what you've heard, consider giving us a review. We regularly post news, features, recipes, and competitions via our monthly e bulletin. Sign up now by visiting our website homepage or emailing us at gingerandspicefest at gmail.com. Don't forget to tune into next month's edition of the Spice Island podcast. And until then, happy spicing. Mm-hmm.